Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. It's time once again for another wonderful episode of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. This is episode number 326. We are here at the New Digs, and this is a cool podcast because this is one that Kurt recorded while he was on his antelope hunt in South Dakota with the boys from Buckstorm. Yeah, yeah. I sampled a little bit of it. Um, and I didn't want to edit too much of it because I like that camp feel. There's like, I think you can hear wind in the background and stuff because we're literally on the top of a canyon recording this podcast and running the audio amplifier or the, uh, the headphone amp off one of our trucks, which ended up the next morning killing Jeremy's battery in his truck. And <laughs> so just a fun fact behind this podcast. So it's, it's, it's fitting. We're actually in the new studio right now and we're, the, we're not completely set up yet but then you guys were running it so it's it's fun dude to be able to do this while you guys did that podcast where it was like you got to make it work when you can so yeah and it's cool if you're wondering man it's so weird because by the time this lays out so when as this episode airs i'm in oregon right now hunting mule deer and so we didn't actually do a like hey it's opening week podcast because I was moving, and then I left October 2nd for this Oregon mule deer hunt, and I'm still in Oregon uh, by the time this airs. So that's why we didn't get that launched. But if you need your whitetail fix in the middle of all of our bullshit and last week's episode, the last episode in the Bucketorium, the DeQuisto Series podcast, episode one and two, are now up on our feed. And then go check those out on the Loam of Custom Gear YouTube. So a lot of crazy shit's going on. When I'm back, we're going to buckle down, hit some whitetail podcasts. We got a lot of shit planned, a lot of good episodes, and a lot of fun stuff planned. Um, and in the middle of all that, we're getting this new studio built. And then what we're going to do is we're going to do some posts on social. So if you don't already follow us on Facebook or Instagram, we're going to do some posts on there on name the studio. And then we're going to pick like our top five favorite uh, comments for the name of the new studio. And then we're going to do a poll on our website or something like that. And basically uh that's how we'll pick the name of the new studio yeah well or we uh, might say all your guys' ideas suck and maybe we'll just send some hats like <laughs> the top three ideas and we'll just make up our own name dude you know what and i'm i'm so pissed we never did this but we might have to do this for the new studio is we know no one got shirts like property of you know the old 1600 bucks layer place which it was a very bucketorium. The yeah the bucketorium it was it was it was somber uh leaving that but you know, we we got uh, we got a new studio, and we're gonna just keep trucking along, and it's it's gonna be good. Nothing's gonna change. Uh, well, maybe something will change. Maybe I'll kill some big deer this year, but hey, you know, maybe this one have some new uh, new juju. New juju, yeah. I was just hoping. We'll see. We got a lot of a lot of things planned for this place. We actually have a ceiling fan now. It's a little bigger. The bathroom's right outside the door, so you don't have to run across the house. There's a lot of perks. We're gonna get a leather couch uh, in here, a black leather couch, so any huntresses want to come by and uh, you know, yeah, hang out. You can watch. Maybe one day you earn your keep to be a guest on the show, yeah. and we'll figure. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever actually makes a show. All right. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, but it's totally going to happen. You got a veteran shout-out, man? I got a vet shout-out. Let's out. turn it on to some positivity here. I'm going to do a vet shout-out. Here we go. Uh, 
So the vet uh, vet shout out this week was sent in from uh, Andrew to I go. I'm just kidding. Go follow Public Landrew on uh, Instagram. He sent this uh, vet shout out in. Veteran's name's Jeff Ellis. Jeff Ellis is an Army Ranger. He was uh, in the military. Jeff was an Army Ranger, uh, an Army Warrant Officer, a helicopter pilot, flight instructor, and served four years during Operation Desert Storm. As a civilian, Jeff and his family started Jacked, Jacked, J-A-K-T gear, uh, a company which employs 17 veterans who handmake various hunting products, including their popular magnetic paracord bow slings. Jeff's a dedicated father, husband, patriot, and backcountry hunter. Spends as much of his year, or spends much of his year, devoting time to various veteran and conservation organizations. I did get the pleasure of meeting Jeff down at the Illinois Deer and Beer Fest. This dude is top notch, and that bow sling, I definitely need to get on my bow this year. So, Jeff, thank you for your service to this country, man. We really Thanks, appreciate Jeff. it, and thank you for everything that you continue to do for the outdoors, man. We. Uh, we love that man. It's it, it it's good. Um, I'm happy to say that I do know who Jeff is, and he is he's he's the dude that we met at the uh, for the the backcountry boys. We met him at yeah. Pint Night. Oh yeah. yeah, yep. He's <laughs> he's he's fun, man. I like that guy a lot for sure. That was a good time. So thanks, Jeff, and thanks Andrew for submitting the vet shout out. Uh, WorkingClassBowHunter.com contact tab. There's a veteran or active military shout out form there. Um, submit them. Those go directly to Steve. So if you have, uh, Steve, why don't you give out your email? That way if people have veteran. Yeah, basically. And if you want to, um, and if maybe you, you forgot something, which, uh, which has happened before, go ahead. It's a Steve WCB podcast at gmail.com. Go ahead and send me if, if you know, you don't want to go through that form or you just have, um, other media. Like if you want to send photos or something in or whatever, no, don't do that. Send those to me. No, send that to Kurt. Well, because I'll get it to you, but send it to Kurt. <laughs> Kurt, just send it to working class, uh, at gmail.com. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, well, I guess so. This podcast, let's do the business side of this thing. New, yeah. new studio, just different mindset, I guess. Right now, we're we're like pretty flustered. I've been working in here all day. Just got the literally got the computer powered up from the move, <laughs> like right now, like an hour before we recorded this. Yeah, uh, the podcast is presented by HHA Sports. Um, I'm shooting. We're all shooting the Tetra this year, which is awesome. Lifetime warranty, American made, veteran supported. Um, Definitely an awesome company. We're very proud to work with them. Scent Crusher. Uh, everybody knows a little bit about Scent Crusher. I got a Scent Crusher right here rocking in the studio bathroom because you know what? When business goes down, you got to kill the scent, especially being that close to the studio. Oh, now. yeah. Um, North American Whitetail Championship. They just had the – I mean, I've been, haven't been even caught up with Steve from, from uh, North American Whitetail Championship. They just had, like, their the championship from last season – and I'm really excited to see who kills what this season. Yeah, um, there there was the fifty thousand dollar winner, and man, it. it I didn't even like see a- who won yet. I haven't been on the internet that heavily to see, so I, I have to look. So you guys can look. Somebody wants some money. Oh yeah. Um, podcast is also brought to you by Thermoseat, Victory Archery, Element Outdoors, Can Cooker, Lone Wolf Custom Gear. Use code WCB at LoneWolfCustomGear.com for all your goodies, and also check out the new series that I'm producing. Um, it's on the audio is on our series the video is on their youtube um it's the dequisto series uh podcast uh big time hunters blend coffee use code working class and gator outdoors so yeah we've man we've been so busy we've been a little (laughs) off the rocker to be honest um but hopefully we're catching back up we've uh at least been getting some bow shooting in and i basically i went on this antelope hunt i came back and moved the next day yeah so I slept on the ground because I forgot my sleeping pad, which I was sore. Um, it, it was a good time. So the hunt video to this is up on the Buckstorm YouTube. Um, and we also, at the end of this podcast, I said, you know, go subscribe to Buckstorm. Show us proof that you subscribed. Send it to Buckstorm or send it to us directly. Show us that you a screenshot that you subscribed to Buckstorm's YouTube, and we're going to put together a prize package. So, um, Yeah, that's awesome that you uh- – Went out there, dude. I watched the watch YouTube footage, and those guys, those guys put out some great stuff. Uh, I remember last yeah. year seeing the the uh, the mountain lion hunt they did, and I, I talk about it because I thought it was I awesome. measured that mountain lion. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast or oh, really? not. Um, I can't remember how it fell in line because that's how flustered I am. But I I ended up I did measure that that cougar um, and shipped it off. So Travis killed it, and it went. It was. It was damn near Boone and Crockett. It was really close. Holy shit, really? It was just shy of Boone and Crockett. Damn. 
But yeah, Buckstorms are really great guys. They're awesome for letting us come out and hunt with them. And um, it was just a, it was just an awesome time. I consider consider them lifetime hunting buddies. And I, you're going to see us do a lot more with them in the future. And man, I just like the way they edit their videos. It's not overdone. What you see is what you get. Mm-hmm. They go out there. They show you what happens, even if it's a failed stock or whatever. They'll they show it all, and that's like the refreshing part of it. They show misses everything. Good. So. Enjoy the episode. I was pretty pumped because I got my first antelope, and we'll just get into the deets and, and hope you enjoy it. Man, we are actually in hunting camp doing a podcast. And when I say hunting camp, like we're not in a cabin. And uh, <laughs> we almost have a cabin. Well, we have a cabin tent, the old Ozark Trail special. Um, I'm here with the boys. I'm actually I'm here in South Dakota with the boys from Buckstorm, and I'll introduce Travis first because he hasn't been on the show officially yet, and then Jeremy. Fair enough. Fair enough. What's good up, to, fellas? Good to be here, man. Glad we glad we made it work, dude. We did make it work. So we got so we got some stories for this podcast. Some good ones. Some funny ones. So oh, yeah. we're we're doing a. South Dakota public land antelope hunt. And we talked about this for a little while, pretty much after our last year's elk hunt. I think we probably talked about it at the elk hunt. Yeah, I think so. That was when we first brought it up. I think, whether we decided we were going to do it then or not is a whole different story. Right. And we've been trying to get Travis, introduce yourself because you haven't been on it ever. Yeah, yeah, buddy. Let's get awkward, man. Yeah, let's do it. Tell people about you, like where you're from. Can I introduce him? Yeah, you can do it. <laughs> Travis is kind of like the uh, the little guy in Buckstorm, you know? He kind of mm. just runs behind the scenes. And <laughs> it'd, be dead, it it'd be dead without me, but uh, I'll go ahead and introduce you. I think yourself. he got recognized today, though, by another public Yeah, and I didn't. That really hurt my feelings. Yeah, <laughs> I could understand that. It's always kind of nice when you, you're driving down the road. I still think you might, maybe just saw the sticker and was pretending to know no me, he for sure knew you yeah. though because like <laughs> he for sure did that was funny it's it was kind of it's, it's crazy hey i seen you on youtube so if Great. if everyone doesn't know um let me, let me do this i'll give uh buckstorm an introduction and then you guys can introduce yourselves in case our listeners don't know or there's been a new listener since damn near last year when we recorded it's been a year almost exactly hasn't it i think like we start. We all counted on the fourteenth, and what's today? The fourteenth. Oh yes, yeah, so. the time of recording. So this will air at a different time, September fourteenth. So you met some stranger fourteen years, four, uh, a year ago yeah. on the fourteenth. Yeah. Middle of the woods in Colorado. So if, if everyone that's listening doesn't know what Buckstorm is, it's a. Well, I should let you guys explain it because you, it's your guys' project. Yeah. I'll let one of you guys just dive into it. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, we. Uh, we just video everything we can. Uh, we put together YouTube videos. Used to be short YouTube videos. They're getting a lot longer, but uh, we just enjoy it. I mean, it's basically we're going to do it anyhow. So why not? Why yeah. not throw it out there? Throw some content out there. Hopefully, we've got good feedback from it. It's not super professionally edited. We just put it out there straight how it happened. We don't hide yeah. stuff. We just it's just real, you know. That's what I enjoyed most about your guys' videos is it doesn't feel like it's it's not an overproduction. It's not a bunch of bullshit. It's it's what it really is. It's like if you dreamed on going on a Western hunt for a Midwestern, like an Illinois or an Iowa boy, Wisconsin boy, can watch your videos and kind of get what to expect, which is what we want to watch and not have it all fluffed up. So, But at that same time, they're easy to watch, and they are a high-quality video production without all the unnecessary cushion on each end of every video right right yeah i, I don't even like the word production because like to me that's like you got the drone shots <laughs> and you got all this dramatic stuff we try to avoid that i think it'd be kind of cool but i think that's just kind of overkill well everyone so, it's almost to the point in outdoor television where everybody's going to that that far right. to where like the lost art of just like simply filming a good hunt and putting it out for people to watch is kind of like it's almost overshadowed from my point of view with the drone shots and all the cinematic stuff which is cool yeah there's nothing yeah. wrong with that that it's has great to its watch. place but we're just like the way we do it is the same way anyone else would go out and video yeah. and you know it's not awesome but yeah we, we enjoy watching it and that's what's important <laughs> people can you guys are on instagram facebook youtube it's just can they just look buckstorm up on youtube and yep yeah, it'll pop up. Just type in Buckstorm. 
and it'll pop up. I think Facebook's still under Buckstorm Productions. It's going to stay that way just because it's a pain in the ass. I still change, call it Buckstorm yeah. Productions, it, but it's it just took Buckstorm. took me a long time yeah. to get rid of we the, just, <laughs> the productions where Travis didn't want to let it go. We just realized it's not really a troop. We don't want to... We don't want to make people think we are we, what we aren't, but well, you guys are just on. You guys are working class guys, just like exactly. our listeners. You know, we all. I mean, it's relatable, man, and I like it. So, like, that's what I liked. I watched before I went elk hunting last year with with Jeremy and Austin. I watched his Wyoming elk hunt. I don't know how many times I've watched that one. That was a good one. You know, because that's what I pictured it would actually be like, and it just feels more like you're watching someone, like one of your buddies out there hunting, rather than this. Um, like kind of like maybe put on a pedestal in some people's mindset of like what a celebrity hunter is out there doing right, it right. because you don't with that you don't know like well is there a guide there did they have did they get a tip set off because they're so and so from whatever show or company where with you guys are like hey they actually went out and found them on public and did the work that everybody else that wants to be successful on public is going to do anyway. You know, exactly. so it's cool. I just wanted to give you guys another plug on that because we talked about it in the past, but it's been over a year before we focus heavily right. on like what Buckstorm is. I think people will really see that in when they see the video of what went down today, what they're going to hear. Because yeah. that's kind of a real event timeline of yeah. what happened. With we're not going to give too much away quite yet. There's we'll no, there, there's so. no faking. There's no going back and pretending you're drawing i really hate that stuff i don't know yeah. i don't see a lot of stuff on like on youtube with that but yeah on tv it, there's always you can it's tell almost when always it, yeah. you can tell when it's yeah. bullshit. well we've the podcast and some of our members have experience with several different shows and that's how a lot of it is yeah you know a lot of it, i've been on it wasn't a show i don't know if it even actually aired but i've been on a deer recovery someone had shot a deer and we showed up um, to kind of, like, be in camp and set up the show and stuff like that. And we went out on the recovery, and it was like, okay, guys, all right, I'm going to film you getting out of your cars. All right, all right, okay, good shot, good shot. All right, guys, talk to, talk to each other like you're getting ready to go out, which we were going to go out and find it. We actually hadn't found the deer yet, but it was like, hey, I need to get a shot of you guys chat, uh, chatting before you go down the blood trail. And it just is awkward because it's like, three, two, one, talk. Right. Pretend, pretend you're excited. <laughs> yeah, pretend you're excited, which you can't really duplicate how it actually was. For sure. But um, let's talk about the trip. So we talked about coming out to South Dakota for damn near a year. I'm, I've been fascinated with antelope. I just think they're a fascinating animal because there's nothing else like them. The colors, the, the look, the terrain, it's just such a foreign critter for a born and raised Illinois guy, you know? They are a wild creature, that's for sure. It's like so, the African animal of the prairie. Yeah, everyone that doesn't know what they are thinks they're an African animal, which I think is so awesome. It's, I think it's cool. They look like it. They really do. Uh, so we drove out here for a quick hunt, um, 13, 14-hour drive or something like that out to this area, set up and camp on BLM because I learned that you can't camp on state land, just BLM, right? BLM and uh, national grassland, and there's no... National grassland, too close to where we're at, but those are the two you can camp on for, I think, like 14 days. So. Okay. So we met up um, just off the highway over here, and we're like, all right, we're going to go into camp and look at where we're going to set the park the trailer and set up the tent and stuff for the hunt. And uh, we pull up, and we get to the spot, and we're like, oh, this looks like a little, this ditch is a little steep. Um, so Jeremy goes up and looks at the other little spot of BLM we could camp, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to get out. And, and I'm in, like, because I just drove the whole time. Well, me and my dad split the drive. I'm in Crocs and basketball shorts, <laughs> and, you know, I'm comfortable. And we literally had just got there. I hadn't been out of the truck in South Dakota for 10, 15 minutes maybe. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to walk around the trailer here and, you know, get set up, whatever. And I start walking and damn near walk right onto a rattlesnake, like <laughs> almost uh, three foot from it and rattle and his head's up. And I'm like, oh, shit. So I run the other direction <laughs> and I didn't even think about I've never seen a rattlesnake in my life, um, let alone damn near get bit by one. I almost stepped on him. Like If he wouldn't have rattled, I would have stepped on him. I, I got to tell my side of the story because yeah. I, I drove. Uh, it's, I don't know how far away from that spot. I don't know, a couple, few hundred yards probably. Yeah, 500 yards or so. And I, I drove to see if we can camp on the next spot and turned around and went back to tell him we were going to move. And Kurt's standing in front of the pickup, 
dancing around like like he looks like he's excited and i'm driving thinking wow he is really happy to be in south dakota i'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm happy for him for being excited to go hunting and it was just you, you probably had to be there but it was hilarious it turns out he was yeah getting a little it's a welcome up. present we planted yeah. it there for you <laughs> so we killed the rattlesnake <laughs> yeah we didn't camp there we definitely no, didn't camp no. over there so we're like all right well, we better kill this thing and so we did um in various ways uh, <laughs> that may, might not have been the most effective because what do you do we didn't have anything we could tell them how we killed it right we killed it with a weed eater <laughs> <laughs> i had a weed why eater in the you? back of my yeah pickup. why would you not have a weed a, a battery powered weed eater yeah which is probably like Especially a poor decision it didn't it really didn't work for well i pretty much just no well travis is like yeah that's a terrible idea because i've hit snakes with weed eaters before and it throws them like i would have threw like landed on my face or something you know i, I pretty much just <laughs> pile you full of little pebbles like i was shooting rocks at you yeah so we we basically did that, and then we we put a field tip through his head, and then we get it over here. We set up camp, set the camp table up, and I'm like, dude, we should probably eat this thing <laughs> just to see, <laughs> like, what kind of white trash, you know? I was like, well, we better, it's the right thing to do. Yeah, I was like, we better eat this thing. So we're like, um, yeah, yeah, we probably should just at least say we we tried it. <laughs> so we get the video camera out, and I'm like, hey, you ever skinned a snake? Nope. I was like, I'll be honest with you. I'm a little scared to touch the fucking thing. And you're like, yeah, me too. But you went through, skinned it, which it I'm gonna... was actually really easy skinning it and gutting it. Yeah. Easy. Sorry if there's wind noise. We're literally sitting on top of like a canyon here. So, um, but yeah, you skinned it up, and then I mean, I don't know. It was just weird. I kept the skin. I'm gonna try and preserve it, but I don't know how well it's. Gonna it's work. A, they're cool looking, but god dang, they're. Yeah, well, we gave you the heebie-jeebies. We were kind of sketched out when we were walking around over here, setting up the tent and stuff. I so, went on a little uh, test run around camp when yeah. we got back with the flashlight. I didn't see nothing, but <laughs> they might move in. Who knows? Yeah, they might hear all this fun we're having and want to come in and end the party. But No, because yeah. we, we spread its, the other one's guts around. Yeah, to, to let them know. We, we were proving a point, and that was part of eating it. Yeah. We wanted to make sure it, it, was, it, it was like good juju, like... Well, we so we rinsed it off with bush light because <laughs> why not, you know? And then we uh, a little S and P salt and pepper is the choice for me. And then we threw it on the grill and it and rolled itself over on the grill, which is creepy. Self cooking, according <laughs> to Papa and, Dave. Yeah, self cooking flips itself. <laughs> and we there wasn't much meat on the thing. There was like none. It I was a it baby. Was just, yeah, it was. It had uh, like two and a half rattles. Yeah, didn't it? or one and a half. Two and a half. I don't know. I, I kept the little rattle. It's I get, apparently those are the dangerous ones. Yeah, allegedly. I don't know. It's a goddamn rattlesnake. I mean, okay, <laughs> who cares how big it was? Hey, let's let's ask the listeners because there might be someone that knows. So, from our understanding, the smaller rattlers, when they bite you, they don't control like how much venom they give you when they bite you. Versus an adult will like regulate because it's not necessarily trying to kill you. It's more like a defense thing. I don't know. Who knows? Someone yep. out there knows. Yeah, if we got a reptile biologist out there, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, Google is a bunch of bullshit because it tells you both. Right. I, I've read both sides of it. Yeah. So we 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 calmed down from that. We Did are, we really, though? No, we never did mentally. <laughs> we talked about that rattlesnake until we fell asleep. Breaking much. into the tent. <laughs> Good yeah. thing they don't break into tents. <laughs> they don't want to like, fight to kill us. So we had that go down. Um, and Travis, you got here like... Right at daylight, roughly, this yeah, morning. Yeah, I got here this morning, so I didn't get to experience that, but I heard all about it, and I can c- completely understand. We had another encounter with one today. We can talk about that later. But yeah, yeah we'll get to that. Fucking yeah. even creepier, almost, the second yeah, time around. For sure. Um, yeah, let's get into the story. So you showed up. I hear you pull up. We'd never met before. Like We've talked and right, stuff like that, right. but never met in person. Uh, you pulled into camp, and... I mean, I don't take her away, man. Get, yeah. get some mic time. Yeah, don't, for don't sure. forget to tell him about the handshake. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I got here. I I actually we're sitting on this big canyon that we mule deer hunt, and I'm like, I'm gonna go glass for mule deer. I don't hear nothing in the tent, so I went and glassed. Saw a couple mule deer does, some whitetails out in the hayfield up on top, and nothing nothing worth looking at. Then I kind of heard some stirring. Finally, wake up. I I walk walk in there and. Jeremy looks at me and he's just groggy eyed. I slept like shit. <laughs> the, the tent was flappy. So, yeah, and I didn't have no sleeping pads. Yeah, exactly. And then uh had to meet Papa Dave too, so I mean I met Kurt, we shook hands, and then there's a screen divider right in the tent, so I went it's to a, shake. It's a two room tent. Papa it's, Dave's hand, we didn't see the screen and we 
We got, got a, we touch tips. Got awkward. <laughs> got awkward straight up. Touch yeah. tips. I love it for sure. But yeah, yeah it was. Uh, yeah, that's how we met. But nonetheless, we've been talking for a long time. I feel like yeah. I know you guys. It just I know it's crazy, isn't it? That was the way it was in Colorado. I mean, we were, we went to. I know we talked about this. We had a podcast, but yeah, you you never met me. We talked no. about going. We had talked middle. for years though, pretty much before because you were a listener of Working Class. And long, then, long time ago, yeah. Then I don't know how like I, we got to like talking on a regular basis. But anyway, we just ended up being buddies. I was probably fangirling or something. We were like pen pals, kind of. Did we write letters? Dude, I might. I don't know if you ever got them, but I wrote huh. a couple. I probably gave you the wrong address. <laughs> Secret Santa present. Yeah, yeah. Who the hell is keeps sending this shit? Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of cool the way it works out because same interest and like, you know, you guys are just as passionate about hunting out here as like. I am at home with whitetails. So that's the cool thing about hunting. Like, if you have that in common, you pretty yeah. much can get along. I mean, we're probably totally different people at home. Yeah, you know, when we were younger or whatever. But the, the yeah. hunting brings people together. Oh, big! It time. is from from far and wide, man. Like you know, we have really good friends on the East Coast and all the way out to. I've met guys in Idaho that I'm friends with and still keep in contact with. A lot of it, like the podcast, has allowed me to like get even deeper into hunting and like meet right. people even further out but uh well let's talk about the day so yeah you get here it gets awkward and every everything <laughs> we, we eat breakfast we pack up the truck do everything we need and lock we everything around for a little bit it's yeah. antelope hunting you don't got to get too crazy about it which is cool man because my dad and i were talking like oh you don't gotta be up and out there before for daylight because what the hell it doesn't just doesn't work the same way and then i show up at butt crack <clears throat> No, which is fine, though, because <laughs> if I'm hunting, I want to be up and, like, let's go get them, you know, which I'm glad we did. It's just exactly. such a long day, antelope hunting. Yep. Dark it, to dark's a long day. That was a long day, but a good day. Good day. So we go out. Um, it's on public land. Spot a couple of goats out, and basically we, me and my dad did rock, paper, scissors. I won. We jumped out and tried to get on a goat, and it was just kind of weird. The way we thought he winded us, but we were watching up on the hill through the spotting scope. Had no way to communicate, obviously, but we could see them, and they kind of just were wandering off. But I could understand why a guy would think they were winding them because he kind of took off running, and then he just stopped. Well, then the, the windicators showed that the wind went right at him. But I, yeah, now that looking back at it, I don't think. Well, that too, yeah. and. He had a doe with him. We didn't know he had a doe. We thought yeah, he was by himself. So we're like, oh, he took off. And we, we didn't have a decoy. I mean, that would yep. have been a good opportunity. I saw that doe, decoy. and I'm like, shit. I'm like, I wish I could call those guys right now, but I got no service. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> there's no service there. So we bailed on that guy, and we all meet back up, and we get to going down the road, I guess, to another piece, and we spot a couple. I think uh, it was the same one. It's probably, that one's connected. Is it? It's yeah, it was one. just further down, maybe a mile or so, and. Same chunk of public, spotted a couple way out there. They were kind of coming towards the road, so we just made a move. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty, it, from there it was pretty cool. We we did some crawling, got some cactuses, <laughs> and uh, I'll let Kurt take it from here. Yeah, so we went for it, went in. Um, man, I, I've learned how bad I am at crawling with a bow. And, by the way, this is all filmed, so like, this will all be out, too. On Buckstorm, so go to their YouTube and subscribe so you can see that shit come out. Um, it might be out by the time this podcast airs. I don't know. So we get up there, and there was the one goat far out. And the, the, the weird thing is, if you're from the Midwest, your eyes aren't conditioned to look through this terrain and look for the animals. And what you guys call, like, you kept saying, yeah, that red brush. I'm like, okay, <laughs> there's red brush 20 yards in front of me, and I see red brush 100 <laughs> yards out there. And I'm like, you're like, yeah, he's just, he's moving by that red uh, brush by the telephone pole. And I'm like, okay, is he saying, like, perspective-wise, like, 20 yards and the telephone pole you can see? Like he's, so <laughs> yeah, because like, you were looking way past. Yeah, I'm like, I don't fucking see the thing, dude. And <laughs> I'm just not used to looking for it. We won't you tell know, you what sure. we were thinking in our heads. What's that? We won't tell you what well, we you, were thinking in our heads about that. Well, you guys are probably like, this guy's an idiot. It's just tough. So, anywho, we, we, <laughs> we work our way closer that one big goat's like out there acting funky, but we knew the other antelope was closer to us. But I don't, we didn't know how far to push it. Yeah. So we kept kind of going forward, glassing, and then we ended up spotting them. 
And I'm so Jeremy, you got the what the hell is that decoy called? I, I was Ted? just trying to think of that. Ultimate Predator. Is that what they are? The yep. ones that Ultimate Predator decoy, mount, to yep. your, mount to your bow, and you can see yeah, so your it, sights through it. It looks like an antelope face on from the like from the antelope's perspective, looking back. So it looks like an antelope face on. You shoot through it. Jeremy had that on his bow. I was with him, and then Travis was behind us with the camera. And you're like, "Hey, I think he's roughly." Travis said, "Hey, I think it's roughly 50 yards." We get in a little bit, and you stand up and range them, ranging them at 23 because the grass. So we had no idea. Yeah, and I look at it, and I'm like, "Fuck, maybe 50-ish." And you're and that's what I was thinking. You said too. 50, and I'm like, "He could be further." They're like, "It's deceiving." I don't know. So I put it on 51, drew back. Oh, so you really didn't trust me? Well, <laughs> I wanted. I, I said 52, know. so you didn't trust either of us. <laughs> oh, so, hey, I shot the middle. <laughs> so I draw back. I had it on 51. I draw back, and I can see the antelope, and he's looking at us at this point. And do you know that feeling? And this is kind of a question to listeners as well, and Jeremy and Travis. So think about this. Like, have you ever drawn back on an animal, a deer or whatever, and you have that feeling of like, this thing's dying when you yep. draw, like, of just pure confidence. It just felt good. Yep. And smoking. I wasn't nervous. It felt good. And I pulled through my shot and whap, falls and rolls him. Just dumped him. Dumped just him right dumped there. Him. And all on film, which is even cooler. Yeah. It just, it was awesome, man. And it was, <clears throat> I mean, realistically, if you think about guessing a yardage when you can't get a yardage and guessing it, I'm th- we're thinking he's probably at 48. It was a little high to drop him. but Yeah. That's pretty dang good to guess one. I mean, yeah. it's pretty easy to mess up in this terrain well, with yeah, all 20, the tall grass. 20, 30 I mean, yards, you know, close stuff's fairly simple to guess yeah, once yeah. you get out there. It's just it's, it's tough, hard. man, yeah. Especially just, you, you know, you get the you get the feeling of a little bit of anxiety. Like, oh, i got to draw before he books it and takes yep. off and he's in the next county. That's something we should talk about is some people might not understand how, how damn skittish antelope yeah are. we should go into that a little bit before we tell the rest of the story because they can see what's the degrees they can see i think it's like 270 or 300 and I it mean, seems like more sometimes but they got like binocular vision they that's what they're i mean that's how they, they got survive. eyes on their, the back of their head essentially their speed I mean, and their yep. vision everything else is kind of you know wind's picking up so sorry for getting some wind noise in the mic but we're literally in camp so yep. just but yeah they can see that far and they're it, always on edge too. It they're a little like. wiry, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're fast. They're cheetahs. There's a cheetah of the prairie. I like mean, they sixty can, mile an hour. I think they can run sixty. Yeah, they they are fast. I've paced one before. I've just been driving by the road and hey, I'd look out the window and hey, what's that guy doing out there? Oh, he's just doing a casual fifty. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. And they'll do it for a long time. That's crazy. It's not just a quick sprint. They are neat, man. They are like the way their their posture is. They just look fast. They're yeah. really cool. They're really cool animals. And that's why I wanted to hunt them so bad. They're just there's nothing else like them. So, anyway, roll this guy at fifty, you know, roughly. And dude, I could not believe it. It felt that feeling when you let the arrow go and you heard it thwap hit him. I was like, oh, we're in the money. I couldn't even see him. I was videoing. I just had the camera up high and I heard the thwap. And you know, you focus on videoing, and I'm like, he disappeared. Where'd he go? <laughs> And yeah. then I stood up, and I'm like, oh, there he is. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy's like, dude, you dropped him. So it was cool, man. So we went down, and uh, I put another one in him for safe measure, um, just with the high hit. And, you, you know, you just never know. Yep. Um, and it's ethical. It's an ethical thing to do if something sure. like that happens. So put another one in him, and, dude, the celebration was on. Like, I was just thrilled. He's he's uh, he he's just big enough to where he looks like when I picture an antelope, that's what an antelope looks like. And that's what I wanted. Um, I would have liked to kill the Pope and Young, but you know, I, you got to climb the ladder with, oh, this, yeah. with this stuff. So. And, and you, you can go on so many stocks and just go home yeah. with nothing. And dude, I'm thrilled, man. I'm gonna shoulder mount him. Um, this cape was incredible. Uh, Tra- if, if you said it, his. You've seen a lot of antelope too. You said that I've seen a lot of antelope, and that's one of the best looking capes I've seen. I mean, obviously, with the older ones, they get real dark in the face. But yeah. Just the perfection of that. It's like almost like a summer whitetail cape, you know, early yep. season September cape. 
Yeah. I know you guys don't get that luxury because you can't archery hunt in September. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get some, you, you kill a good buck early October, you get a nice thin exactly, haired cape, and exactly. they're, they're pretty. Kind of like that. It's just nice thin haired cape, and antelope yeah. are always kind of that, they got that weird hollow bristly hair. Dude, it's that's different than anything. For all the Midwest and East Coast listeners, the hair and the smell of an antelope. You guys kept telling me about the smell. It is unlike anything that you can imagine. It's the hair is it is hollow. It's got a weird and it's like squiggly. It's yeah. I don't know how to explain it, but it's it's different for sure. And it's it's like yeah. I, and and I their don't smell know. is like uh, it just imagine if you know the smell of sage. It's just like an animal that's ate sage that's filtering it through its body. That's exactly yep. what it's, it smells it's like. If you drink too. too much coffee and your pee smells like coffee, that's same principle, <laughs> yeah. right? That's what an antelope yeah. smells yep. like. Like if it. If they made tea out of sage and and you, they pissed all over, that's what it that's a terrible analogy. <laughs> I love it. Um, sage no, tea. I don't want to try it. <laughs> Dude, and he had a busted up mouth. Yeah, his that's teeth super were weird. all jacked. Super weird. I don't know if he got messed up in a fight with that other buck, and that's why he was over there, or what? Yeah, but. the other buck was acting all nervous. But the one you shot was daddy. He had the dough anyhow. The other one might have been a little bigger, but he it didn't have kinda, the dough. So it was a jokes on dude. him, right? Yeah. It was cool, man. I, I was so pumped. Like to, the second stock ever on the first day to make it happen and make a good shot. And you got a little spoiled, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, and I'm aware of that. I man. don't want you to think it's easy. <laughs> yeah, it makes me feel like I'm. It's not that hard, but I know it is because I've I've probably snuck on. I don't know. I'm just making up numbers at this point. Dude, but sometimes 250 antelope probably in my life. Really killed seven. Well, sometimes it just works out, man. Sometimes it works out easy because I, there's always like a give and take because some years you struggle and nothing comes together. Exactly. And then some years you're like, it, sometimes it just has to happen that Absolutely. way. Absolutely. I hope it's a good juju for you and I hope it keeps rolling. I'll take it, man. You went from almost dying the day before <laughs> to shooting a goat. That's a good, yeah. I mean, that's a good trip so far. Yeah, that is a good trip. Some ups and downs, baby. Let's do this. You yep. probably won't wear Crocs <laughs> in South Dakota anymore. But Fucking hey. no, I won't. <laughs> No, that was cool. So we got they the animal. sell those here. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. People can talk shit on my Crocs, <laughs> but I'm telling you, man, have you ever wore a pair of Crocs? No, but hey, you looked comfortable. Dude, when you rolled in, when you rolled in, you looked like you've been tripping. You know, a Croc yeah. is a reptile, so it's fitting. <laughs> Dude, it's the all-terrain vehicle for your feet. <laughs> Just don't help with cactus or rattlesnakes. So. When you put the when you put the little strap back, is that 4x4? Four four? It's the adventure strap. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you never low. know what kind of trouble I might find myself in. <laughs> Locking the hubs, baby. <laughs> Let's go. So we get the antelope in. Uh, Jeremy showed me how to. What am I hearing? There's it's a car, car going by. Yeah. Oh wow. We're not that close to the road, but close enough that it's crazy when you got a headset on though, and you can hear it. Yeah, it's loud. That's funny. Minivan. Minivan. What is that minivan we saw earlier on public? Oh, with the ladder There is a couple yeah. people that live out here, and I suppose they have kids, so it's fitting. But. <laughs> yeah, uh, you can't see much lights from here. Much? Um, hey, back to... <laughs> one. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> these boys showed us how to quarter them up. We caped them out, and I was doing the... the I was kind of hem-hawing around. I'm like, I want to mount them because they're so pretty, but I'm like, I don't know if he's big enough because I might want to shoot a bigger one next time I come down. And Jeremy's like, dude, if you don't fucking mount this, you're a bitch. <laughs> Amen. And I was like, all right, I'll mount it. You got to so, add a little color to your wall. That's true, man. That's true. And I'm pumped, though, because you can see, I like seeing the progression in taxidermy. Like, that was my first one. Like, the story behind it adds to the mount and all that. I'm really cool. Really cool. I'm really cool. I, <laughs> I mean, you're all right. How did that, how did, <laughs> how did that come out? I and then we came back beer. and... It was really cool. I meant to yes. Say, but I am cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's debatable. And we came no, back you're not. And got <laughs> the, <laughs> we got those back straps of marinating. We just got done eating them. Travis is keeping us on track. It was great. It was, it great. was fucking good, man. I like I mean, it. It's a different... It's definitely different than a whitetail. But, man, it, it was good. Well, we, we got to tell the story. So, uh, now Papa Dave's up to bat. Yep. And we went out to... Uh, well, we're out finding more, more goats and... How many other stocks did we go on? We got to make sure we, we did don't skip any. Three, four, five, maybe. But a couple times there wasn't really stocks. We were more trying to find them. But we got oh, yeah. in tight on a couple. We that one I think might have been a dead dead antelope, but Broadhead just nicked the sight when you're shooting. Oh, that. I forgot about that one. It was a long shot, and the single pin dropped down in front and caught the 
caught the arrow that site housing did and send the arrow into the ground. But that's I, a longer I, shot. I know? thought that yeah. goat wasn't going to die. Yeah. I did too. Well, we got him range. He was standing there. He took his time. I told him to take his time. I'm like, don't rush it. Don't rush it. We got time. If he runs, he runs. Just take your time. And yeah. my footage was so much better than Travis's. You think? Yeah. I haven't I, even I, watched it yet. We I watched know. mine, and that turned out okay, so we'll see. <laughs> well, I, yeah, we'll have to watch it after this because I want to see it. Yeah. Well, he shot. I'm like, where the fuck did his arrow go? Yeah, and I'm, I'm like, did that just hit 20 yards yeah, in front of us? What the, just happened? The goat didn't even, <laughs> it didn't even move. The decoy, I, I think, bought us some time. But yeah. Not very often you get to reload a bow on a goat. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, then we did that one, and then we we found that, um, yeah, we found that mule deer. That was oh, right yeah, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And he ghosted. Yeah, we went after him. That was pretty not, good. Not buck. me. Papa Dave and I didn't because they don't. We can't hunt mule deer as a non-resident. South yeah, Dakota, South Dakota yeah. discriminates against non-residents. It, October first. That was only yeah. this year. They just started that. Else, you guys. I mean, if you came Could've. last year, we would have been. Yeah. However, until last year, we couldn't hunt until September like twentieth. Usually, it was like the third weekend in September. Oh, last yeah. year, it just opened September one. So, oh. regardless, we probably wouldn't have been hunting right now. Right, right. Even us, but... Well, we went after that guy. We thought we had a good game plan. He just disappeared. And then... there Was there one more? No, we went after the other one. So that's when the other rattlesnake came into play. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, you that one freaked me out and, worse. And we were in some thick shit. Yeah, and I was already yeah. past him when he triggered, and he was like... And I'm like, uh, okay, yeah. I just walked by you. Thank you. I'm going to grab this bag over here. Yeah. Keep telling the story. What, uh, I don't want what, to what Papa Dave said was kind of rung true because I was the third guy. We were walking in the line, and he was just giving me shit, saying it's, they wait for the third guy. And uh, Travis and Dave both got by him, and then he started rattling. We had no idea he was there. Couldn't, hard, couldn't hardly see anything because the... We were, it was an old, it used to be a crop field, and then they just stopped planting in it. And it yeah, it's, it's just all weeds now. Super tall, overgrown weeds, and we're trucking through it, going to find some antelope. And lo and behold, there's a rattlesnake there. And after that, everybody <laughs> was watching the ground a little harder. That was the darkest colored rattlesnake I've ever seen in that dark, there were dark weeds too. So I'm like, man, that could have been bad. Dude, I was freaked the fuck out, dude. <laughs> Tell them about your little the decoy you had walking in front of you. <laughs> I had the uh, the antelope bow decoy, and I had it walking in front of my shins that way. But it has that hole in it. It would have just like got through the hole and bit me in the shin anyway. Yeah. I led the way just trying to be nice. I'm like, I don't want these guys to get bit. If, I, if anyone gets bit, it'll be me. But after that. <laughs> Papa Dave said third guy in line's the the bad luck guy, so I'm like, I'll just stay in front. <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm leading this army. Dude, they're freaky. Oh, man, I don't after I do not like them. After seeing it, it just gives you kind of the, the heebie-jeebies a little bit. And you're, well, especially you always, in that tall stuff because you yeah, step yeah. on one before you'd see it. Well, people always tell you about it. Like, oh, yeah, rattlesnakes are out here. You're like, yeah, but I've never – like me personally, I've never had an encounter. When you see that, you're like – yeah, they're out here. They're really out here. Like the funny it. thing is we don't really see them that often. Yeah, it's not we that run common. into them on the roads occasionally, but typically it's when you're out and about hiking, putting the miles on. It's pretty rare to come across them. I've seen a few out in the field, but... You guys are just lucky. Dude, yeah, I guess. I think that Thanks, I think South that was Dakota. just... Uh, you shot your goat, and the big man was like, hey, I'm going to mess with you a little bit. So we'll see then because... <laughs> well, maybe because so it's like rattlesnake warning, goat. So maybe today was my dad's rattlesnake warning. Tomorrow will be a goat. Yeah, there we go. Maybe it's a good. Maybe it's good luck for antelope hunting to run into a rattlesnake. We'll Could see be. if it can stay true. That'd be cool, actually. That'd be real cool. He had one more chance when it started towards towards dark tonight. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right before dark, and yeah, I'm pretty I, sure I got seventy two mosquito bites. And yeah, oh, that was bad. So was I really started bad. feeling sick for some reason, and and we were driving around, you know, trying to find goats and. I'm, like, getting, I don't know if it was, like, motion sickness from being in the back of the truck. And, like, I don't know. It was weird. I can't explain it. Or just kind of, like, eating different. I don't know. I don't have no idea. But we stopped to a point to, like, glass an area. And I got out. I'm, like, I'm going to puke. Like, it was so random. No, like we stopped for you to puke and then decided to glass. Oh, yeah. Which we did find Which goats. worked out good. But I was just thinking about that. And you might be to blame for the rattlesnake. Because because <laughs> I went up there, I saw those goats. And that's the reason we went. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> That's true. But I don't know. It was weird. So I stayed in the truck while you guys went on that last stalk. I'm like, I'm going to try and, like, close my eyes and get over this, which is probably a good thing I did. Um, 
but and yeah, that was a nice. Did. That was a really nice buck. Hopefully, we can get back on him tomorrow. That was, I think it was the I same was one the from same, this morning. Yeah, the same one we stocked this morning because it was a buck and a doe, and that's it. Same spot. Yeah, yeah. we got in there pretty tight, and at one point we were walking. I, I think it was, we were probably 250 yards away, and we saw him cutting over to the trees. So we cut over right to where they were, and we get up there, and then they're still 250 yards away. So we got, we started creeping towards them, and. Anyone that's antelope hunted, you don't want to pop the decoy up if the doe's looking at you and not the buck. Mm-hmm. Well, the doe never looked at us, which was good, but the buck didn't either, so we just kept getting closer. We closed like 100 yards, and we got to like 140, and I was still going. And then finally the buck started to look our way. I didn't want to risk it, so I popped the decoy up. A lot of times they'll come. I think and he, he just started, statues, he started, and he started to, walking towards us, but he just didn't want to commit. The doe got a little sketchy and made her noise. It's a weird noise. If you've never heard an antelope noise, it's I don't even know how to explain it. It's like a bullet ricocheting really quietly. Yeah, that's what we decided. It's like a <laughs> yeah. not like a high pitch bullet. Yeah. Like a I mean, it's it, weird. there you go. That was pretty decent. They're yeah. just different critters, man. That's the nice thing you ever said to me. So what? <laughs> so what? It's gonna stay that way too. They see the decoy and they think like, oh, it's another buck moving in. Like I'm gonna whoop his ass, or is it curiosity? Well, or they, they'll do it in uh, for like curiosity reasons early in the season but the a lot of times the the bigger like the herd buck they'll they'll run the little the the smaller or whatever the younger bucks off mm-hmm. and that's essentially what they're coming to do when they see your decoy right in my opinion i don't, I don't know yeah i that's think what that's doing, totally but. true i i've seen i've seen a big buck run off a little buck and the the big buck had like 15 does runs a little buck over the hill and goes back down to him. And if you pop up on that hill where he just ran that little buck off, mm-hmm. he will come in 99% of the time. Or sometimes when oh, they shit. run him off, they'll run him a long ways, and you can get in between the herd of does and where oh, that yeah. buck was, and then yep. you just wait him out, and they'll come right by I've you. seen them oh, chase him a mile. Like, they don't want that thing coming back anywhere near them. Uh-huh. I've seen them fight through the fences. Like, it's crazy because they don't jump fences. They go under them, and they can't always go under them because they're low. Uh-huh. They find a way, but a lot of times they'll run a fence like half a mile before they cut. So if he wants him out of that pasture, he'll run him until that sucker crosses the fence and before he's satisfied. <laughs> it's so cool. It's because it's so much open ground. It makes sense that they're that fast. Like that's how far out they're going to run them mm-hmm. to get them out there. It's cool, like learning all this stuff, like hunting with you guys because we'd spot like the one we went after where uh papa dave's arrow hit that site housing it's like yeah yeah the buck's by himself like he could have got pushed out by another buck like might be a good time to make a move or something like that you know yeah it's crazy i i I didn't expect to see see that buck because we saw him before and i think it was the same one when we came back yeah and then he crossed the highway we were just gonna go hike in and do some glassing and try to locate something back in that big drainage back there and we look up and we're like, "Hey, there's a buck." So yeah, we made was, a move, and it almost worked. Yeah, I, I, I was hoping so bad that he'd get an antelope this afternoon. Can you imagine yeah. two in one day? Two in one day it would have been too good. Too good to be true, but at least uh, we can't. We, we'll probably get up early tomorrow and go go get after him. Come back, take a nap, eat some lunch. Yeah, we're, we're glamping right now. This is a whole lot different than it was in Colorado, but it's it, but it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. This is fucking nice, man. I'm excited. I'm I'm, I'm relaxed now because I can hang out and kind of assist with either filming or, or right. whatever. Watching. Bush lattes are cold. Yeah. We got lots of ice, like lots of ice. Kill beers. Kill beers. We scored a freezer today. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, we scored a freezer. So, yeah, we, we get the, the meat cleaned up. We get the cape wrapped up, put in a uh, garbage bag and tie that off and everything. And we're kind of like – I have always been told that their, uh, their hair – can slip from the hide easily um like they can get kind of green on the capes fast uh which we had them on ice right oh, pff, yeah shit within a half hour after killing them yeah and it was it was hot today it was like 82 to 83 degrees yeah no wind which is completely weird and now there's wind but there wasn't wind all day which yeah well you have a family member that lives like relatively close by like close enough yeah where yeah. we made our way out that way and he had a building that had a big deep freeze on it can so we talk about what he yeah. was wearing I didn't see this. Yeah. <laughs> Dive on in. Well, let's skip that part. We'll just keep on rolling. Or what he wasn't wearing. Yeah, whatever. But. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. We showed up unexpected. 
<laughs> yeah, but he just don't care. You have, yeah. to, you have to know the guy. Oh, That's for hilarious. sure. Good dude. Yeah, obviously, I don't know the guy. He let me use his deep freezer to put Kurt, my dead Kurt's animal like, in. Well, do, we, do you want us to come in? I'm like, yeah, come on in, Travis. Uh, well, let's let's. Why don't you guys hang out here for a minute? Good thing, huh? <laughs> yeah, good thing. It all worked out. But I'm glad we found a freezer. I mean, we we would have been okay without it. It's just nice. Day one of a few day hunt. I mean, you don't. <clears throat> well, now we don't have to risk. Now we don't have to have it in the back of your head, like, oh, is this happening? Is this happening? It's just, yeah. it's fine. It's going to be frozen solid by the time you go yep. home. It's going to be golden. So, yep. I want to know what you think about South Dakota hunting so far. Uh, or, or is it anything like what you expected? I think it, it uh, one, I love it to start. I really do love it. I think it's cool. I think what's fascinating about this area of the country is, like, there's mule deer, there's whitetail, there's there's antelope in certain parts. There's We've elk. seen them all. Yep. It, there's everything to hunt here. So it's just really cool. It's not that far away from Iowa and Illinois, but there's so much more opportunity for for shooting shit with arrows. Yep. You know, and it's cool because it's different because we're used to the the thick timber and you almost never spot a whitetail unless you're you have the property that's built for that, but and I I sure don't. But you almost never spot a whitetail where you can make a stock on them. It just shit just doesn't mm-hmm. happen. Where here is cool, you can make spot an animal from a long distance, then make a game plan around it and then go in after them. And there's enough public land in here to do that. And then you screw up, you learn what, what you did right, what you did wrong, what you could do better next time. Go find another animal, do it better and improve that time. That's so the I, best part about antelope is it's like an all-day thing. Yeah, and, and we've been yeah. doing it forever, and we still learn every day. I mean, it's it's you. they're like this weird animal that you cannot predict. Right when you think you have them figured out, I mean, the only thing you could ever pattern on an animal antelope is on a dry year if they're going to hit a water hole because maybe it's the only water hole yeah but this year there's water everywhere that's why the grass is so tall it makes it tough to range yeah, we them. had to avoid um a bunch of the southern interstates that we were to th- basically would have been oh yeah an hour quicker because of all the rain you guys got last like 17 inches inter- or something yeah the interstate flooded yeah i think all that moisture came up from that big hurricane down there and it's crazy yeah but no i, I love south dakota honey man i i think i could live here just based off of the hunting alone. One of my favorite things about it is, as much as I don't like sitting in stands, and I know you give me shit about it all the time, mm-hmm. we can go we can go sit in a stand. We can go, like this time of year, we can sit in a stand. We can go um, stock mule deer. We can go chase elk in the hills. Mm-hmm. We can go spot stock antelope. We can sit in the ground. I mean, there's all the different types of hunting you can do in one state. And the opportunity is good, especially for a resident. We can get, t- how many archery tags can we get? We can get... Get archery, two archery deer tags, buck tags, one East River. We one get more West archery River. deer tags because they get they doe, got the tags. doe tags. I mean, yep. so is is a a deer tag mule deer or whitetail? Any deer, yep. Any deer, yep. okay. That's the only way they come in South Dakota. And then uh, there's a bunch of rifle tags that are all divided out by each individual county. So do you have and to? So, you don't have to call your harvest in or anything like that. No, no, no. But you're required to tag them in the field, obviously, and yeah. carry your carry your stuff. I mean. There's probably guys out there that don't, but I don't know why. I mean, it's right. If you plan it right, you can you can do a ton. I mean, you saw my glove box in there. How many tags I had in there? I know yeah. I know some people aren't really into rifle hunting, but you can use your bow for a rifle tag. Yeah, too. we can. Oh, you can. We yeah. can go. I can fill every single one of those tags that I have with my bow if I wanted That's to. That's cool. That's what it should be. I and there's what I, there's, think. I think I got six or seven tags this year. That's so amazing. In Illinois, like we're fortunate, we we can kill two white tail bucks. Um, in Iowa, they can kill one. I think they can kill two. Man, we've talked about this. I just, I'm drawing a blank right now. I think they can kill one with a bow, one with a gun. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, that's it's cool. So you could kill a mule deer. Could you kill a mule deer and a whitetail buck? Oh yeah. You said you could kill a mule deer, a whitetail, an antelope, and if you draw an elk tag, you can kill an elk tag every year. Yeah, that's that's yeah. a tough tag. It's a really tough tag to get. And Travis has his this year. I drew mine. In 17, which is on YouTube, so go check that out. Yeah, that's a um, big bull. And then my dad has a, so there's a state park in kind of on the edge of the Black Hills, and it's it's loaded with elk. It's It's got a fence around it, so people want to say it's a high fence hunt, but we've sat there phys- and, and watched elk jump the fence. They can come in and out. Oh, yeah. Um, and, it's and there's eight, fence down all it's over 80, the place. It's 80,000 acres. Yeah. Same, place Travis, he, same place Travis shot his cat. Yeah, the fire cat. Oh, yeah. That's also on YouTube. Check that Which out. Which we're going to score video. tomorrow, too. Yeah, we're, we're measuring them up. 
So, I mean, it, it's... it's 80,000 acres? And they can come in and out. We've watched them hop. We've oh, watched yeah. them hop the fence. But so. it's a great hunt, and it's super limited. I mean, it's a once-in-a-lifetime tag. Once you draw it, you can never apply again in your life. So. Really? There were somewhere around 9,000 applicants, and there's eight rifle tags, and he drew one. No shit. Yeah, so it's, it's like winning the lottery. Honestly, it's better than winning the lottery, in my opinion. It, it kind of sucks, though, because, I mean, when I had my elk tag, Travis put in, like, 40 days in a row scouting for <laughs> me because I was working out of town. Yeah. And now it's my turn to, to give back, and not only do I have four kids, but I, I want to – my dad's got a once-in-a-lifetime tag. He's kind of oh, counting yeah. on me to be there for that. So I'll be down there, and I'm hoping we can get it done early and I can go. It's all right. You know how much time I put in for you. You know I'm putting up in – about a third as much time for myself. Well, now you. But got now kids. I got twins too. So yeah, you guys. We'll just see if my boss gives me the time off, and he's kind of an asshole. So if you're listening to this, <laughs> it might be bad karma because two of the three people sitting around this cooler have twins. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. You know. Be I, safe. And Travis my, is my boss, for the record. So that's why I call that him is an great. asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys both have twins, like a month apart. Fired in like I, I bet you I'm going to have twins, man. My wife's mom's a twin. My wife's sister just had twins. They carry the twin gene. It skips yep. a, It skips a generation. And you know, the this is what I've learned. It might, it might be fucking bullshit. But I heard that the males don't carry the twin gene. It's always yeah, it's the all females. Female. I've heard that yep. too. But I've also heard it's not genetic too, so who knows. Yeah, but now depends. that you've been to South Dakota, you drank South Dakota water. It's guaranteed fucking teed. Yeah, I'm probably <laughs> next kid. You sh- yeah, you've been hanging out with us, so you're screwed. I'll probably have triplets be hosed <laughs> well at least we at least we would no longer be able to complain we'd be caught i'd be caught up with you guys and you're good well yeah. you only have two you have four i'd be caught yeah. up with you and your tribe yeah <laughs> what do you guys call your tribe i don't know should we name it we should probably name it <laughs> yeah i don't know like, we might have to brainstorm on yeah that we'll one. think of that one later i'm not trying to think of anything too harsh right? Mine, <laughs> yeah. hold Mine on guys like, this is gonna be like 10 minutes of silence real quick right. while we think yeah r and r is what we call mine ridge and Rhett, and we uh it's, they're not R and R because they're crazy, uh-huh. but but it's kind of funny. We always joke about it. Get a little art, rest, and relaxation. But how, how old are they? Year and a half. Damn, dude. That's Both walking weird. now. And and my, are... Mine are a month older than his, so his are karma babies. Because when I called him and I told him I'm having twins, he talked all kinds of shit. I mean, he was congratulating me, but yeah, you're never going hunting again, and you know all that nonsense. And yeah. Like a month later, he calls me all. I'm having twins too. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> That's I, what you get. I couldn't believe it. I go in there and Doc's like, or the ultrasound gal's like, well, it looks like there's two. And I'm like, where's Jeremy? <laughs> How much yeah. do he pay you? Where's he? <laughs> oh, and I'm man. like, oh, my God, there is two. I can see him. <laughs> oh, man. You're next, man. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Rip the yeah. bandaid off. Let's just do this thing, you know? Yeah. My wife wants to have 18 kids, so might as well just get them all done at once. 18. <laughs> 18. <laughs> it's no Damn. kidding, man. But the cool thing is, like, my wife didn't give a shit. Like, like, huge thank you to her. She didn't care about me coming out here to do this. Like, she thinks it's cool. She'd rather me do things like this. And now I have a cooler full of antelope meat to take home. And it's cool, man. She supports me in that. It was cool to see how excited she was for you when you had her on speakerphone earlier. It was super cool. Yeah, she was excited, man. Well, I kind of fucked with her, you know, a little bit. I just talked, like, small talk. Hey, what are you doing? (laughs) Oh, hey, by the way, I killed an antelope this morning. What? You did? Yeah. And then you lost service, so I yeah, kind of ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Ruined the moment. Resumed uh, about five minutes later. Yeah. Anything, what else have, haven't we talked about? I don't know. That pretty much sums up today. Yeah. yeah. That pretty much sums up today, I think. And That's one big story, though, for one, one day of hunting. Yeah, that video. We'll get that edited up pretty quick, but. It might already be out, but the yeah. this podcast airs. If it is, just, just check out our YouTube channel, Buckstorm. Just It'll go there and subscribe, there, so. so when it does come out, if it's not out, you can see it. Exactly. Easy. Easy. Now you're talking. We got Easy. a lot of we got a lot of videos on there too. We got a lot of real. You know, when we first started, they weren't great, like that. The one I shot that that muley at three yards. That's on video. That was that was probably when we've, we we've always filmed, but that was when we really started getting serious about it, and it's kind of rough. I look like a baby. That was yeah. We had seven a two hundred dollar video camera, and it was blowing like eighty miles an hour with no microphone. It was yeah, good so time. it was. It's rough, but and like Travis said earlier, the reason we really do it is we're gonna go. We're, we we started filming just for shits and giggles for ourselves, and then along the road somewhere, we're like, let's just post this on Facebook or or YouTube, and then we can watch it whenever we want, and then. 
you know, if you guys want to watch it. Then yeah, it's like badass home videos. So we're going to do right. it anyway is kind of the point yeah. I'm getting to. We're doing it whether people watch it or not. It'd yeah. be cool if you would follow. But Well, here, we'll, I'll do this. You guys helped us out here, kind of learned us how to hunt western animals and elk and antelope now and all that. So here, if you go to Buckstorm's YouTube and subscribe and send a screenshot of your subscription – We'll put you in a drawing. We'll do like a working class bow hunter like prize pack. We'll throw some a bunch of merch from our store together in a package. Yeah, we'll throw some of ours in with it too. So. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, we'll do that. We're kind of starting to do that too. But yeah, let's collab. Then we'll get maybe like a buckstorm hat. We'll throw some working class shirts and yeah. hats in some decals, and then yeah. just a screenshot that you subscribed on YouTube. Send it to us or Buckstorm on Instagram or Facebook. And then we'll just tally everyone up, and then we'll put everyone's name in a hat or something and draw after this up. We'll yeah. give it a week or two after this episode airs, and we'll draw someone yeah. a winner. Sounds like great. Kind of yeah. cool. Let's grow For the sure. hunting community a little bit and make it cool. Just yeah. Let's not make it douchey. Let's make it cooler again. Yeah, exactly. We get we get a lot of people sending us messages looking for help hunting in, in South Dakota. So if you have any interest, we're not – there's a lot of people that don't want – non-residents here but we're pretty open to it so yeah we're all about it i mean it's we're gonna go hunt other states got a right too. To be here. it's kind of hypocritical if you're gonna bitch about people right. coming to your state yeah. and then turn around and go hunting in wyoming you're hunting in colorado right so yeah. if you have any questions you can send us a message we may or may not be able to answer it but we'll do our best and yeah like sure. how many hundreds did we see today we're hunting we hunted we probably i mean we put on a lot of miles we put on foot yep. miles road miles you name it but one guy actually out one chasing guy them. and it's the yeah. It's prime time right now, and he I mean, recognized you from YouTube. So <laughs> that's yeah. another question I had for you. When you we talked about this antelope hunting thing, um, is this at all what you expected? Honestly, it's exactly what I expected. I didn't expect to shoot one first or second stock first morning. I did not expect that, but it is. It actually it is what I expected. Is the train kind of like what you envisioned? Yeah, it actually is. Yeah. But I also like I'm not going in blind. Like I did a lot of research online. Right. right. So I had an idea. Um I didn't realize there was as much cactus here. That's kind of <laughs> like there's a, there's a lot of prickly pokies and all, like and all that in the plains. It is I would say it is hillier than people uh I would typically think in the Midwest. Yeah. You know, the, you can't there is some waterways and it looks flat you know if you look out but there's actually cracks and crevices and little hills that yeah you know or maybe it's just your mindset gets creative when you see an antelope out there you're like oh i could sneak behind that little knoll for 200 yards and get to that and then yeah and there's a lot of belly crawling too you gotta get yeah. creative yeah and this year is easier because there's taller grass but most years there's no grass so i mean we've straight out laid flat and ended up with 200 cactus needles in us <laughs> Just to fail, yeah. you know. I mean, it's like you get all the way there, and you're like 120 yards and closing. Yeah, wind swirls, they're gone, and you dude, stand up, and you just like hurt for <laughs> weeks. Well, dude, the video of us uh, sneaking up on my antelope, they're like, I got a fucking cactus in my hand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I got one in my left butt cheek on the way in there too. So, what, what about the way that we're doing it? Because like, there's a like in Wyoming, you can go and there's huge tracks of blm and they're here too but yeah. where we're at the public is kind of scattered and they're 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 not huge they're not huge sections yeah so we'll, we'll drive to one and we'll glass it yeah drive to the next one and glass it were you expecting to do a lot more walking or are you kind of were you kind of expecting and we hiked um, in and glassed some stuff but i mean they're not huge tracks you could walk around all day and yeah it could be effective you could find the right buck in yeah. the right spot but covering ground is kind of what we've realized works the best just because this time of year they're moving so much yeah you might find one four miles from a road but there's not a lot of areas right out here where you can get four miles from a road on public land you, right, you can right. do that west of here a little bit but it, it it's almost it is you'd almost be wasting your time yeah in a way, I mean, it, you get a little more. It's a more of a wildernessy hunt, and yeah, you're. you're, you're I, I do like the harder, way we're but, doing it though, because you you find an animal, then you make a game plan, and then you go in after them, and it's for the most part wide open. You know, it's like, oh, right. shit, how are we gonna pull that off? But I like that though; it's cool. Yeah, you could walk four miles, and there could be one herd of goats in that big chunk of public. Put a stock on them, and the, the odds aren't very high that you're yeah. gonna get within range let alone kill one yeah and then and then what 
Yeah, and at this rate, if we walked <laughs> if we walked seventeen miles, we'd see seventeen rattlesnakes. So, dude, yeah, I'm not trying to mess with that. <laughs> not trying to mess with that. No, I I like it, man. It, it is what I envision for the most part. Um, nothing really shocked me. Like you know what I mean? I'm like, ah, I guess. I mean, good. Besides, yeah. you know what I mean. That means you did your homework. I, I'm yeah. just, I'm really glad you guys. I mean, you guys are going home, hopefully with two. But, yeah, I mean, so we've been successful. I think we'll get some opportunities tomorrow for sure. Yeah, we saw a lot of ghosts today. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm pumped, man. I'm, I definitely, am, I'm glad I made it happen and made a shot, and I'm excited, man. I'll, it's the first time, you know, first animal of a different species. My, it, it really is. It's the first time. It's my first public land kill. It's my first animal. I guess you consider a big game animal besides a, a whitetail. Um, just the way that's, it went down. That's cool. It's awesome. You know? Well, it's funny because we told you, we were like, you better practice. You're going to want to be dialed to 80 at least. You and know, I was. Just because. I am. And then the second stock of the day, 50 yards. <laughs> 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 and, and there's probably people out there that are going to say, oh, 80 is way too far. But unless you've been out here yeah. and actually hunted antelope, 80, 80 yards isn't too far with, with yeah. the bows we got today. Oh, yeah. Today's practice, equipment. Yeah, if you know what you're doing. I mean, there's guys that throw darts at 120. I mean, I'm not saying you should shoot animal at 120, but you right. can shoot paper at 120 all day long with today's equipment. Right. So, if, I mean, 80 yards is, if you can. I mean, it's a long antelope hunting's a long game. If anybody wants to shit talk shooting at 80 yards, I I challenge them to come antelope hunt and see how well it goes for them. Yeah, yeah. well, that's what you told me. Um, shoot your bow more, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what you told me. You're like, hey, dude, it's. You can't shoot really good at seventy. You're limiting yourself big time. So I'm like, all right, I'll make sure I'm really fucking good at it. Yeah, here we are. Talked about this, and you shot your goat. It was like what? It actually was that like forty eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not very common. Right. Hey, I made the shot, so exactly. I was prepared. Crazy man, crazy, crazy. Well, we'll see how the rest of the hunt goes. Day two yeah. tomorrow. Looking forward to it. I'm glad that we can put all the attention on Papa Dave getting an antelope. Now, yeah, it's gonna be gonna fun. Be, it's gonna be super fun. Pretty cool. I appreciate you guys coming out and hanging out. And yeah helping us learn our cut our teeth on this western hunting stuff and basically all the support along the way you've jeremy you've listened to the show damn near since day one i think so i remember when he first told me about the podcast oh, and i'm like what the hell's a podcast i'm like what <laughs> a what <laughs> like where do you listen to that that's funny I mean, this was i don't know three four years ago yeah. I, we've was, talked yeah. about this before the first one i ever heard was nick Munt because i looked yeah, him up because yeah. he's from not far from here uh-huh and that, I don't know when you did that, but it was a long time ago. It's under twenty, I think. It was before I was your boss. Yeah, I remember that. Ago. We recorded that episode under. It was I think episode. It was under twenty episodes, maybe just a touch over twenty episodes. And we're doing we're over three hundred and twenty now. That's crazy. Yeah. So pretty crazy. So. I've been trying to catch up. I've listened to probably <laughs> close to half of them now. That's putting in a lot of work. Yeah, man. but I mean, every time I go out scouting, if I'm by myself, I listen to a whole episode or two or three every time. But Oh, I got to get a, uh, and I'll do it at the end of the podcast here. Yeah. Um, I got to give a quick shout out to um, hopefully it pops up here. Man, I wanted to actually tag his Instagram handle here. Yeah, you bet. Um, I'll fill the I'll fill the awkward silence here with congrats on the goat. Thank and a you, couple man. bush I'm, latte I'm su- cheers. I'm yeah. super happy for you. Thank you, man. I'm super ecstatic about it. Um, big shout out on Instagram. I love his name on here at Dickman Hunts. It's Kevin Dickerman, <laughs> um, who's a big time supporter of the podcast, and his name's always popping up in our notifications and awesome positive comments all the time, positive messages all the time, and he just inked uh the working class bow hunter logo on them and it looks badass it did like a drop shadow behind it and everything and that's it, commitment it's fucking sweet dude. i love it so big shout out to him we appreciate that a ton that's uh that's pretty eye-opening to see that someone would do that um and he has one before me which i should be ashamed of myself you should that's- i wonder if he has any kids and if they're on there on tattooed anywhere on because <laughs> yeah, if they're not I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to work, man. I got to get it done. I All hope right, your man. wife doesn't listen to this, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's call her there. Let's call it good. Yeah. It'll work. Let's go kill another antelope tomorrow. Let's do it. All right. Appreciate you guys. Everyone, thanks for listening. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you.